Welcome back to another episode of the Whitetail Bloodline Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Sauters, and we've been a little late. I missed a week. I had rutcation, and I shot a buck, so don't blame me. But not talking about my buck. I got John, the Kansas King, got Tyler with me. And we're going to talk about John Boy's buck. What's going on, boys? How's it going? Going good, man. Ready to get this one, get this one going. Like you said, it's been a little while since we've done a podcast. So I'm excited to get on another one. Kansas King, dude, again, your first bloodline buck, baby. You got yeah. tattooed, so you had to shoot a buck this year. Oh yeah, you are damn right, man. Even even if I didn't, man, I think if, everything that's gone on so far, it, it's still been a good year. But yeah, I was really glad to uh, lay one down on the ground. That was for sure. I uh, I didn't know if it was gonna, you know, happen happen for me this year. So you know, when all the stars aligned and it happened, man, that was a that was a huge feat in my opinion. Yep, no doubt. So let's get into it, John. This was was this one of your new properties? Yes, this was a brand new property. Actually, kind of, sort of. It was a uh, Blake actually shot his very first deer when he was four years old. So six years ago, he had shot his very first deer on this property. Uh, it was a doe with a crossbow, and that's kind of what lit the fire for Blake. So it was really neat to kind of get back to there. The uh, the owner of it, uh, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, passed away. So I didn't really know who owned it. And uh, so I finally figured that out, got a hold of them, and they said, well, yeah, you can't – I couldn't actually hunt the property that Blake shot his deer on, but I can hunt the stuff right across the road. So I got permission, um, got all set up there, really kind of, I think, late August before season started. Didn't really have much showing up, so kind of decided to pull the plug on it and revisit in November. So kind of glad I did. You know me, John. I like to script it. Let's explain this property. Flat Kansas. For people who are listening, if you're new, John lives in, what, central Kansas for the most part? Yeah, kind of west central Kansas. So you live there, and uh, most of your properties, you're not hunting out of a tree stand, most of them. But this one, you actually had the opportunity because you had some trees on it. So let's explain this property, maybe help somebody out that's hunting a similar property. How many acres and, uh, like, the topography and what's on it. So this this property is 150 acres. Um, There's not really a lot on it. Most of it is just flat ag field. But then there's actually, like, an old sand pit from years ago that they were dredging sand out of. So it's kind of kind of got this big deep pull to it. What does that mean, John? I'm from uh, Indiana. I've never even heard of that. You never heard of sand pit? <laughs> no, I've heard of the sand pit, but I've never heard of whatever you said. After that. Uh, it's just like a, you know, they took sand out of it, you know, building gravel roads and stuff like that, and it's just, it's just like a big bowl, you know what I mean? Just it's high on all the sides, and you're kind of almost down on this bowl, I guess. And over the years, I had a few of them cottonwood trees that grew up in there, and that's where I'd set up in. And this property is pretty unique because how I can set up my sites compared to my tree stand, I can really hunt this with a north or south wind. This is a very, very rare thing to find. And instead of being kind of down in that bowl, I'm kind of up on the side, up in a tree. So that way, you know, my wind doesn't swirl much. Uh, so it really plays out pretty dang nice because the deer pretty much for the most part are always going to come from your east, either southeast, northeast, somewhere in there. So really kind of the east wind, southeast, northeast wind, you're good at this spot. And this is just like a honey hole spot. This is like a one in a million. 
this property really unique is that the properties next to it. So like I said, this is big ag field. There's not really much holding the deer on the property that I have to hunt. But what's unique about it is that it's right next door to a lot of properties that have rivers that has the that has the river run through it some creeks run through it lots and lots of bedding cover um you know they've got food plots planted and they kind of manage these deer so what i'm able to do especially with the gb feeds man the corn candy oh love that stuff i can pull those deer off of those properties to where i can hunt them where i can legally shoot them you know, I'm pulling them like 300 yards off of the neighboring property on the mine and getting them shot. So that's what makes the spot pretty, pretty dang cool. So they're sitting there managing their property. You said they're doing food plotting all, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, okay. you know, and, those, can't beat that, man. No. And, and they're low pressure too. These guys only hunt like a couple weekends out of the year because they're from out of state. So, mm-hmm. you know, they don't hunt it hard. They actually hunt it smart. They grow big deer. And then old John Boy just goes in there and kills him. <laughs> Kansas King, son. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna suck him over to me and kill him, you know. And I don't know. Maybe some people looked at on a down on me a little bit for that. I don't know because you know they're doing these what they can for these big deer, but that's just where hunting free range deer happen. You know, that's hunting a free range yeah. deer. You know, they're gonna go where they go, and yeah. If the neighbor, the guy who has permission on the neighboring property and sucks them over, that's just part of the game. That's it. Yeah. If anybody doesn't like that, Gavin's got some words for you. Fuck you. We don't care. That's <laughs> part of hunting, son. I've never shot a deer that didn't come off my neighbors. I own 26 acres. It's 300 yards wide. Suck one. Yeah. Right. So but... there was a guy that uh, was hunting a mile south of me who – Thank the good Lord had been feeding this buck, GB feeds buck chow all spring and summer long. So that's where I think this good dude ended up getting a lot of this mass. So he was eating good. But, uh, you know, they didn't really have a pattern on him. And they found out I shot the deer. And not to say that they're really butthurt about it, but you can tell that there was a little sadness in his voice. And thankfully, the guy's kind of, you know, he's kind of a good old boy. So I had a conversation with him, and I've always wanted to say this to somebody. Always wanted to say it. I said, you know, we've never been able to shoot a booner on our property, and, you know, I just wanted, you know, to see that deer on the hoof one time in daylight where I could shoot him. <laughs> and I said, well, he's in my freezer if you want to see him. <laughs> oh, what did he say? <laughs> he just kind of laughed. <laughs> Thank you. took any offense to him, but I always wanted to say that to somebody. <laughs> The coolest thing about hunting, man, best man wins. Yeah. Yeah. It's just right place, right time, man. But, I mean, if you're there, you kill him. More power to you. You were, you were there to, to kill yeah. a deer and you killed him, so. I mean, I've had it happen to me, you know. I've had the neighbors kill big deer I've been after, so it's just, that's just part of it. 100%. Yeah. You know, they're not in a fence or tied to a tree, so. It'd be boring if, it, if you could only shoot the deer that were on your property because you could never shoot a deer. Yeah, right. true. <laughs> but anyways, right, let's get into it, John. So, uh, I uh, it's like I said, I pulled out of this place because I wasn't gonna just sit here and feed, you know, little bucks and does and stuff. So I said, you know, I ran a camera there for two or three weeks. I said, okay, this place should pick up during the rut, so we'll revisit this place. So, uh, 
Blake and I went and hunted Aries on Halloween night, so October 31st. And I decided that night, I said, you know, I kind of put that spot out of my mind. And I thought about that. And I was like, maybe I should go check this place out. So I went back down there, threw some corn out, some GB feeds on top of it, and uh, put a camera out. And wouldn't you know, that evening, this buck, King Stickers, Daylights on November 1st. Right there, borderline, you know, shooting light. But he's there. So, okay. This, this could work. So I went down there the next morning before work, got a ladder stand up in the tree, got my tree arm, my fourth arrow camera arm, he got all set up, just just in case that this was going to pan out. Wouldn't you know, that night, 5.45, broad daylight, bucks there. And he's not on a doe or nothing. He's not checking does. He's just now coming in to a feeding pattern. So I right then when he daylighted, pretty much daylighted two nights in a row, it's time to kill. Yeah, yeah but what time period is this, John? So it was November 1st when I first got pictures of him. Uh, and then November 2nd is when he was there in the daylight, like tons of shooting light left. And at this point, did you already have your that tree stand hung? Yeah, on November 1st, I hung that tree stand in the morning. Okay, so you went in there, hung a stand, put the feet out and everything on the 1st? Yep. Okay, okay. So, and then, like I said, he daylighted two nights in a row. So I knew it come November 3rd when uh, he'd already daylighted for two nights. And the conditions were the same. The wind direction was the same. I mean, it had been howling for two days. We're talking 45 mile an hour wind gust. And that deer's daylighting. He's going to, you know, conditions are right. They're just the same that they were the last two days. He's going to be there again. So that's kind of what I went off of, you know, was my MRI. Right. What does that mean? I heard that on TikTok. Most recent information? Yeah, most recent information. What's the military t- term, Tyler? Oh, dude. I I, I forget now. I've been Meals ready that. to eat, right? Or yeah, meal, something like that. Right? You're talking about the boxes, the cases of MRE. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking MRI. That's like a radiology term. They use. <laughs> we got them all. Son. We got them all. That's, right. that's what it is. <laughs> all right. So you got that a buck daylight two days in a row. He's coming into a food source. He's not on a hot dough or nothing. Like nope. you said, man, that's about as killing as you can get ready for. I mean, if you want some hot sign, fresh information, that's about as hot as it gets. That's yeah. exactly it. You know, I talked to both of you guys, you know, the night before, or the day before I went in there and killed him. Up. Just had a good feeling, man. You know, I thought I had him on a pattern. Conditions were the same. So I was like, boys, I think it's going to happen tonight. And, uh, man, that, that intuition was right. Dude, yes, there's something about that. I think I said that when I shot my buck this year, didn't I? The night yeah. before. Yeah. You did. You yeah, said it that it. morning. You were like, I'm killing him this morning. And not, lo and behold, man, you did. Yep. I just, dude, yeah. Well, not, another podcast. <laughs> another podcast. We'll get in that one. So I decided, uh, I think I left work early that day because I told my boss, I was like, I think I can get this buck killed. So I want to get in there plenty of time, get all my cameras set up, be ready to rock and roll. So I think I left at like 430 or something, only a half an hour early, but gets dark at like 6.45, so I had, I had time to get in there. So I got in there, got all set up, and, uh, man, I was covered up in deer pretty much right from the get-go. You got does and small bucks filtering through. I even had a uh, 
a little three-and-a-half-year-old uh, come down the driveway where I actually drive in, uh, come down that driveway after a doe, and he was just rip, 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 just, just dogging this doe and just uh, run up through the road and everything. I was like, that was pretty damn cool. So, you know, I think by that point I would seen like damn near 30 deer. So, I mean, they were everywhere. And I just, I was like, man, this is going to happen. Like, where's he at? Where's he at? And uh, I had a bunch of deer always coming from the northeast. And looking at the trail camera pictures, I thought he was going to come from the northeast. Um, but like some of these big bucks do, you know, you think they're coming from one direction. And they're what they're doing is that they're just circling around to try to get whatever they're coming into, whatever food source. So that's what he was doing, come to find out. <laughs> Yeah, them bucks do crazy things, dude. Like, I added a yeah. camera last night on the family property on a spot I know deer go by, but I've never really had a camera there. Put that camera in there and got a picture of a, a new buck. I don't know. He, he looks just like the buck my nephew shot last week, like identical. That and, he's not on any, and he's not on any other camera, other cameras that are on there. So that that's pretty weird, too. So that's one thing, man. You sw- switch a camera to a small, different location – You'll get whole new bucks, and I've had that happen on this twenty-six or twenty-six acre property multiple times. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, we've done that before. You even if you got a feed site out, you take it, and move it two hundred yards, and all of a sudden you've got deer that you didn't know were there. Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's like it's, I don't know what it is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just you're not on there. Whatever route they're taking, you're not on it or not close enough to it. That's the be beauty walking. of the rut, man. That's yeah. it's, Plain and simple. That's just your typical rut activity when the rut's on. All bets go out the window, and you don't know what's cruising through there, man. Right. That's true. And, John, you got a bunch of truck cameras. You, uh, I wouldn't say rely. You might rely on truck cameras. But, uh, like, what's your take on it? Like, if you're not getting pictures of this buck on these feed sites and stuff, are you one of those guys in leverage? Like, they got to be moving through here sometime that they didn't go in there. Or are you waiting for that initial like picture to let you know that that buck's in there really kind of almost rely on them sometimes rely on them too much and then sometimes you got to be reminded that they're not a crutch and you can't lean on them constantly that you have to you have to be out there even if it's scouting from a distance you just got to be out there and be watching what's going on because we've had bucks that like my buddy steve and i we've we've hunted them before We've seen this buck twice, both of us have. And I've got six cameras around this farm. We're at that time had six cameras around this farm and not one picture of this buck, but we both saw him on the hoof. So that was just a, you know, scout, almost kind of sitting there to scout to see what was moving and realizing that that, this big deer's in there and he's not on any of the cameras. So it's like, okay, well, we got to switch things up. At the end of the day, you still have to put boots on the ground to a certain extent to know what's going on. Yep, 100%, man, because where I killed my buck, he probably wouldn't have walked by that trail camera that I had on the main trail, you know? And I never never had pictures of that buck. I only had that camera for a few days there. But they can – like some bucks, it's probably probably like a personality trait, like being aggressive. Some Mm -hmm. bucks probably see a camera and they've had bad experiences with the camera for whatever reason. And they see that camera and they're like, fuck this, I'm not coming through here again. Yeah, yeah. that could be part of it. Yeah. That'll be that'll be more so probably your high-pressured states or maybe a buck. I don't know. There's There's yeah. got to be some bucks out there because more so in back in the day when flash cameras and everything. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there's got to be a and, buck that's sitting there, and he's like, in his head, he knows that camera has something to do with the human. Humans try to hunt me. Like, there's got to be some deer out there that know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to think when you set them up. You know, you got you get you're leaving some scent behind. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Yep. I can attest for that. Like Dad's buck um, browser, for instance, we got him on camera. Uh, October twenty third was our last video of him, and this buck i'm firm believer he was up on that mountain this whole entire time um just ghost just go went ghost mode and i was like man we have zero pictures of buck but you know dad dad goes in there hangs a set the very next day kills browser came in on a hot doe and he was up there the whole time man i'm firm believer of that like gavin said you know he was a mature buck and i think mature bucks no, like whenever me and dad hang cameras, we're trying to hide them like really well, putting them up higher, you know, it, it helps a ton. Um, and if you can't, you get them brushed in some, somehow to just, rather than just hanging them on the side of the tree, I think, you know, a mature deer will look at that and they're up there 365, man. So when you throw something in their environment, they can pick it out like a sore thumb, you know oh. what I mean? Oh Yeah man dude I, I swear they were like fleas all over the, I, there wasn't i don't know if there was a moment that night that i did not have a deer in front of me at some you know uh, whatever deer it was a little buck or a doe or a fawn whatever there was deer filtering through just constantly and then the movement just kind of died just nothing 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 this went on for about 15 minutes and i was like i know what this is something's about to bust loose and sure enough, coming from my right, from the the old oil lease road that goes into the sand pit, here I got footage of it and everything. Here comes a doe and a fawn, just kind of just on a trot, coming to the corn pile. Okay, cool. I'm filming them as they're coming in, and they're there for a little bit. You know, and I, it's like okay, so I shut the camera off. And, you know, I was like, I got good good footage of them, so I shut the camera off and sitting there and and. Uh, I don't know. I just got this feeling. I was like, I'm going to, you know, just turn it on. I'm going to film them a little bit more. So I turned it on and sat there filming. Now all of a sudden, both of those does lift their head and look straight to my right. I was like, what the heck? And I look and I just see antlers. And I knew right away who it was. I knew it was King Stickers right away. And I was guessing this deer was in the, you know, high 160s, tick one one seventy. Since I laid eyes on this deer, I said, hell no, that deer's bigger than 165, 170. This deer's a giant. So I'm like fumbling yeah. around, trying to get my cameras all on, trying to get the GoPro on, trying to get my phone going. <laughs> and in the midst of all this, I think he catches some sort of movement from me. So yeah, he got- For one, John, he's coming from where you didn't expect it. <laughs> tell, him where, tell him where he came from and what he did. So this is the crazy part. So my truck is parked up on the road just on the other side of this big berm from the sand pit. That's where I was parked because I had no intentions, any deer coming from this direction from my right. And uh, that's exactly where he came from. There's one little trail that crosses the road and goes over that little berm. And then I knew this, saw this after I'd shot the buck, this little faint trail that comes from there. It must've just been his, I don't know, or just a few deer use this trail. And that's where it came from. And where he walked after I had, gotten out of stand and walked to my pickup i had i, I should have taken pictures of it i don't know why i didn't his footprints walking 
basically five feet from the back of my truck across the road and then down the trail over the berm to me. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I was or maybe that's why he was on high alert too. I don't know. But he yeah. walked literally like four or five feet from the back of my pickup. <laughs> I was like, how did this even happen? <laughs> just sat, it, sat in the truck, dude. You just could have stayed warm. Right. If he only knew where he was going to end up in a few, a few short hours. He was gonna end up right at the back of that tailgate, yeah, dude. Exactly. He walked by the back of Oh damn. So uh yeah, so this buck, these these does whip up their head and oh here he is. Like I had no idea he's gonna come from this direction. Scrambling, getting the cameras on, trying my best to get him, you know, in the frame. And I'm like, I got people listening. John is straight Steven Spielberg in a fucking tree stand. This man's got four camera angles. Yep. Sadly, though, it was only on three because I just ran out of time and couldn't get the Tacticam on the boat. Oh, you're fucked up, John. You really didn't get the fourth camera angle. I know. I know, man. I failed. You got to get that up there, man. That's some rookie stuff, John. John, I've been been self-filming for 10 plus. I repay right at about 10 years, man. And I've only got one angle ever. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I have two. I have my GoPro and I have my main camera. I need to get a GoPro, but I just like giving you shit, John. That's awesome. You got it on three cameras, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, you know, at the start of all of this, this is my first year self-filming. So huge learning curve. And I thought through the whole season, it was going to be a struggle of I'm not going to go hunting unless, you know, I have the camera. I thought it was going to be a, Oh, well, damn it. I forgot the camera at home. I'm going to go hunting anyways. No, I, I tried to be very diligent about if I don't have it, I'm either not going to go or I'm going to go to the house and get the damn thing first. So, and I knew that I was going to hunt this night. So I, I knew I had it. I want to have everything ready. Like I said, I already had the camera arm in the tree. So that was ready to go for me at least. So I was just like, I know this is going to happen and I'm going to get it. One of these cameras is going to get him. It's going to get the kill shot. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, sadly, the GoPro footage was dope. I mean, the dope GoPro footage was good stuff. Uh, the phone yeah, way dope. It just, on my phone, there was a leaf right there covering his vitals. So you didn't actually see the arrow go in, but that's all right. And uh, where I messed up was the main camera, because I thought he was going to come to the corner and he was going to stop. Mm-hmm. So I had I had it zoomed in, and I had it set right there. And when he came to the corn, and then he just was uneasy, he decided to take a few steps past the corn, and that's where I ended up shooting him. So he was just out of frame of the main camera. Uh, he walks in because he walks in. I remember seeing it from your video. You were watching it all happen, but he bumped those does a little bit, bumping them off the corn, or just kind of yeah. bumping them like a big mature buck does, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so he definitely did that, or I don't know if it was a he was checking them out, or those does said, "Well, here comes the king. I better get the hell out of here." Because in the video, if I remember correct, it looks like he speeds up. Yeah, it sounds like he speeds up, runs at him a little bit, like a, a buck pushing a doe, like where she's yeah. not kind of ready. So maybe she was just getting starting to get hot a little bit too. You know, it could have been, could have been. So, uh, but yeah, so he came in. Uh, 
20 yards, and then he went a couple yards past it. So I knew, I was like, okay, so he's got to be like 22. Uh, so I drew back. And it feels like when you draw back, it feels like you're sitting there, you're sitting there, and you're settling the pin. But when you actually look at the footage, it's like I yanked that thing back, I settled that pin, and I let her go. Oh, uh, you shoot fast, bro. You shoot real fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like I've been sitting there holding it for, you know, a minute, but it's like it's literally seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I've been haven't been in trouble with that. I've target panicked. If I, you, I, if I you see, never even ran that buck, did you? No, I don't think so. He stopped on his own. I thought so. He, he stopped and he like he definitely knew something wasn't right. I feel like he was like, "What the fuck did that?" Yeah. Like, what is that blob up in that tree? Like, I know it wasn't there this morning. I know he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, he came past the corn pile. I drew back. I let the arrow go. Uh, I thought everything looked perfect. I was like, man, good shot. Everything's golden. You know, he shouldn't make it too far. So I watched him take off, ran up that berm, and then over the other side, just out of sight. It's like, okay. He was running hard, too. He wasn't running like, oh, I kind of got, I got hit. Oh, that kind of hurt. He was, he was, he was running, son. He was like hot tar on a cat's ass kind of running. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, that's running right there, son. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, he took off out of there like like his life depended on it, basically. So uh, then I started, you know, I got them all on film too. Started making my phone calls. Uh, Tyler, you were definitely one of my first. Yeah, dude. I'm, and I didn't pick up. I'm so sorry, bro. Bastard. Call my wife first, but because. I always call my wife first, but uh, then I called you guys, got you on the phone, and Gallon, I remember your reaction. You're like, no, you didn't. I said, dude, I just smoked him, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, dude. I was fired up. Man, I was uh, the first one down. Uh, yeah, that was the first bloodline buck, man. We've been itching because we've technically, we've all, actually, you were on there since then, too, like September. Our season's going yeah. since early September, so that's two months. Yeah. It's been a been a grind, that was for sure. So to have that weight lifted off was a big deal to say the least. So but uh what are you shooting? What 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 bow are you shooting, John? So I'm shooting at Matthews V three twenty seven. Okay, I like okay. what broadhead you what broadhead you you sending. So I had actually initially getting all set up in the heat of everything. I swore that I pulled the one arrow off that had my tooth of the arrow broadhead on there. Once yeah. Blake went and picked it up a week later, that is not what was on that arrow. Really? I had the Rec FX4 fixed blade broadhead on there when I shot that deer with. No wow. way. Did you send that to Matt? Matt yep. Did you? Yep. You sent it to him? Yeah, I sent it to I sent it to Matt, yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah, awesome, dude. Yeah. I th- I'm going to try them next year, I think. I just love those fucking Rage three blades, but they got a three blade, I think, now. Yeah. Two yeah. Those expandables, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, because I swore that my tooth of the arrow was my number one right there, but I don't know. And practicing and stuff, you know, Tyler, and I was telling you, I was practicing that day. I think yep. in the midst of all that, I switched them up and didn't realize it. Right. I mean, they're both shooting the same. I mean, both of them were shooting tacks. You know, I was right. shooting both of them just in case 
say I shot my buck and a doe walked in and I wanted to shoot a deck. So I right. made sure everything was good, too, and ready to roll. So it didn't really matter. Um, yeah, you right. definitely thought you shot the tooth of the arrow or something. Because when I, I, I remember, I'm pretty sure right when you called me, I was like, what did you shoot him with? And that's what you told me. Yeah. So yeah. I had just, like I said, it was just one of them things, getting set up in the tree and stuff. It's like, okay, here's the arrow. This is the one, you know, this is the one I had ready to rock. Because all of them in my quiver are ready to go. I've got, so whenever I buy a dozen arrows or whatever, I go out, shoot them, shoot them, shoot them. And then it's like, I swear, five of them you set aside because they don't fly with the shit. I I yeah. keep those few out of the whole dozen that all shoot the exact same. And then I shoot them with my broadheads. They're all loaded with my broadheads in my quiver. So that way there's no, uh, just like what happened. Oh, I pull it out. Oh, it's just got a field point on it and slap it in. That's a big mistake. So I keep it. I just have all broadheads ready to rock and roll in my quiver that I know are accurate and are going to get the job done. So I wasn't really, you know, like I said, I wasn't too concerned with it. I was just like, damn, that's the one that did the job. All right. All right. Hell yeah. All right. So you shot him. You call everybody. We know you, John. You're fired up. You're emotional. Your wife couldn't understand what the fuck you were saying. Nope. Never can. It's like a speaking <laughs> So you get down on the stand and you go, I'm assuming you walk down right where you shot. So let's get into that. You're, you're out of the stand. You got your phone calls over. Yep. I'm guessing you called your wife. You got Blake on his way. You probably called Steve and everybody. So let's yep. go through it. The shot's over. You get done calling people. Now what's happening? So what I did was I just, I think I left everything in the stand. No, I got everything out. So I just got all my gear gathered up, lowered everything down. I never even went to where my arrow was. I just got out. So I got out, got to my truck, you know, put everything away. I really got to go through this calm down phase because I'm so fired up. I just, I want to go like, I want to go look right now. I'm going to go find him. I know he's dead, but I have to, I have to physically just like bring myself back down, just calm down. Go take care of your stuff. Go back to town, get all your people and then go back. Give them time. So I never went to look for blood or anything. I just got down, went to the truck, packed up everything. And where the spot at is pretty close to the road. So it sees traffic quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But I just got in my truck and I actually pulled in there and I pulled to where I knew he ran across the old oil, oil lease road. So I pulled up there with my headlights. I got out and I saw blood going across the road. So I said, okay, I got blood at that point. He's bleeding. Cool. Let's go home and get everybody. So came home, uh, unpacked the truck, got everything out of the truck so I could fit the kids and everything in the truck. And uh, I'm not going to lie, chugged a couple beers. <laughs> you got to, man. That's part of shooting a big fucking buck, man. Damn right, man. Uh, you know, and just kind of talked and everything, talked everybody through the hunt, everything that happened, and then loaded up and drove down. And it's 10-minute drive, you know. So at this yeah, point, I had it was me, my wife, Blake, Steve, Brenton, and Steve's son Tyler. So there was six or seven of us. Hell yeah! So I was like, let's just all go. We'll all just stay together. We'll take up the trail. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm so glad I took every single one of those people because if every single one of us hadn't been there, I really don't think I'd have ever found him. Yeah. So. 
we picked up the blood trail. It was good. It was good. Where he ran up and out of sight, had good blood. And then almost right away after, about, you're talking 60 yards maybe. After that, it just started fizzling out. I mean, just spec, spec, spec. And I was like, God dang it. And he made it to the neighboring property. So I said, okay, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. So I started making phone calls to get a hold of the landowner who owns the property. Uh, called dispatch. Well, I tried to call the game warden. He was off duty, so his phone was off. So no answer there. So I called dispatch. Um, told them what was going on. She said, okay, well, let me go hold of the sheriff. Well, then she calls me back and she says, well, here's who owns it. We don't actually have a phone number for him because he lives in Texas. Okay, cool. She's like, well, I'll call you back when I find someone else out. So we're just sitting there, just waiting. Because I'm trying to, when you shoot a buck like that, it's like you got to go through the steps to make sure that everything's legal because you don't want to shoot a deer like that and recover it and have the game warner come take him away from you. It's just, no, no. So, uh, and then she called me back just a couple minutes later. She said, okay, well, here is, controls the property, takes care of it. Give him a call and and see what he says. Okay, cool. Called him, no answer, sent a text, you know, nothing. Okay. So waited some more. Then she calls me again. The dispatch lady calls me again. She asked if I got a hold of him. I said, no, but I tried to call. I sent a text message. She said, okay. So in the state of Kansas, you have, if you cannot get a hold of a landowner, you have the right to go track and retrieve your deer. She said, the only time that you don't is if you're on the property tracking that deer or taking the deer out and the landowner comes and tells you to get off his property. If they say you got to leave the deer and get out of the property, you got to leave the deer and get off his property. Hmm. So that kind of sucks. But That's I still a good rule, though. I don't think Indiana has that rule. Right. Yeah, so, we definitely don't have that rule here. Um, so I was like, well, I can't get a hold of anybody. He lives in Texas. I know he's not here. We're good. Let's go get him. So we went trailing this deer. And like I said, we're just specks of blood here and there. And it's like somebody's on the trail. Oh, blood, 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 blood. Boom. Trail goes cold. Dang it. Sitting there looking, looking, looking. Can't find nothing. Then all of a sudden, somebody else calls out. Hey, got blood up here. Back on the trail we go. We go another 30 yards. Trail runs out again. Shit. So what kind of blood are you looking at, John? You've killed enough deer. Where do you think you hit him <laughs> well, at, at, at this point? I definitely knew his liver. Looking at the dark colored blood, I never had any bubbles in it, so I knew I wasn't alone. I definitely knew it was either litter, liver or, you know, artery or something. But mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, – it wasn't good come to find out, you know, my shot was back and just a little high, but um, I knew just the color of the blood, it was liver, and he just wasn't bleeding a whole lot. You know, I don't know if it was just the way my exit was or what, but um, and he was just at a dead sprint, too. Yeah. So, whatever little bleeding he was doing, he was running so damn hard that, you know, you didn't have piles of blood everywhere. It was where he had to slow down to go through the thickets that where we were finding all the, you know, big, you know, big plotches of blood. But this deer was doing a whole bunch of zigzagging. I mean, just back and forth, zigzag down the creek, up the creek. I was like, what? I had never had a deer do this. I mean, this crap. Usually it's in a straight line, you know, down this trail, and then you find them dead. Or they'll go 
to water, you know. But not this buck. He was like trying to throw us off the trail. So it was kind of weird. Um, but you know, like I said, going along. And then this was actually a really weird thing. I never had this happen. I don't know if anybody else ever has. If you have, reach out to me because this was crazy. Well, on this big mode path, like that they take in and out of the property, we had blood going up to it and for a little ways, but then just nothing. Everybody's looking around, can't find anything, can't find anything. And we finally got to looking close enough at the ground. All these little, we call them rolly pulleys. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. They're just little gray bug. Oh, yeah. and put them all. yeah, you lift up a log and they start going everywhere. Yeah. There was little patches of roly-polies. I'm like, what the hell? And I started looking and kind of like messing with the roly-polies. And everywhere this deer bled, all these little bugs were congregating around the blood and like eating the blood. Really? So that's how we had to track this dude for like, 50 yards was by the roly-polies in the dirt. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's fucking weird. Me neither. It was the craziest thing. And uh, then after that, he actually ducked into a cedar thicket. How this deer got through the cedar thicket, I don't know, because Blake could hardly get through it, and he's small. <laughs> yeah. And uh, once he slowed down to dive, kind of down an embankment through the cedar thicket, there's just blood all over the branches, all over the ground. He's just spraying blood. Said, so, well, it's definitely where he went. Get down here to the bottom of that, and just a little bit of blood for like 10 yards. Find a bed. And this bed is fresh. I mean, there's a bunch of blood in the bed. And I put my hand in, and it's just wet. I mean, it's like this deer was just laying here. It's like, God dang it. He bedded down, and now we bumped him. Great. I'm never going to find this deer. Oh, I bet you were, were you getting in your head bad. Oh, bad, dude. I mean, and at this point, I'd been in a bad place for about 20 or 30 minutes. I had people blowing up my phone. And I kind of felt bad afterwards. But I was just like ignoring phone calls and stuff because I was just in a bad spot at that point. Just did the exact same thing looking for my bug. Everybody's like, what's going on? I didn't text nobody back until I already had that fucking bug in the truck. That's right, man. That's this is where I was. I was just in a bad place. I'm like, I'm not going to find this deer. Like, this deer's a giant. I'm not going to find him. Like, damn it. Come on. So, so when, you, when he hits the cedar, how far is that? Probably half a mile or more? Actually, I looked at Onyx. It was probably, I think it was like a quarter of a mile, maybe. Quarter mile by the time he hit he the does, cedars? Yeah, by the time he's hit the cedar patch, yeah. So, he's still gone a long ways. I mean, in my opinion, he had made it quite a ways. But when his deer took off out of there, I mean, he was hauling ass. Yeah. And then we get to this bed where he had bedded down. And everybody's looking around this bed to try to figure out where this deer went from here. And there's like a, there's some tall kind of cattails in places where you could tell there was deer beds. So we were walking through those looking. And then there was a big kind of almost mowed area. And I took my spotlight and I looked around and we were kind of just in this big open circle and there was cedar thickets the whole way around us. And everybody's looking around and said, okay, everybody come right back to here where this bed's at, stay here, don't move, be quiet. I'm going to go look. So I decided I'm going to go around the perimeter of this to every trail going into these thickets and see if I can find blood, tracks, something. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking around not finding anything. I hear something get up, run off. 
I was like, God damn, I hope that wasn't my buck. Oh my gosh. I think it had to just been another deer that I'd bumped. So I actually making a circle around this thing. This thing's probably 200 yards wide, long by like 150 yards wide, long and wide. Uh, so it's not real big, but I'm walking around it. I actually get to where I'm just about back to where they're all standing where that, that bed of blood was. And there he is, and they're dead. I just see his antler sticking up. Really? And where was he laying at? He was laying right out in the wide open 30 yards from there. Hell that. yeah. So what did you see, Rack, when you shined your light on him? I just saw the, the right side. I saw his antler sticking up. And I lost it. <laughs> yeah, let's go through it. I heard I, – I know your wife was like, John, I've been walking for fucking – a mile thrown through the thicket. If you don't let me get up there before yeah. you walk up on this bug, I'm gonna fucking slit your throat, son. Basically, because she'd be carrying the camera the whole time. So this is another part. When I was up in the tree, I decided this night I had had the strap on the camera the entire season, but this night I decided I didn't want to blow one up in the tree. So I took the strap off of the camera. Just this one night. So then instead of screwing with it to put it back on, we just decided to go and she was going to carry the camera. So at this point, she's carrying this thing around for like an hour and a half. And it's not light. It's a big Canon camera. <laughs> she's carrying it around. And she's filming. You guys will see it all in the episode. But uh, she's carrying the camera, you know, as we're blood trailing. And uh, they're all standing there. And I yell out, there he is. And I try to take off running. And my wife says, you better effing stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so I just set the brakes she says I have been carrying this camera around the entire time to film this you stay where you're at till I get to you yes ma'am the bloodline runs deep baby come on it's up man so I sat there and then she, she got up to me and she said okay you may now continue <laughs> so then we all kind of walked up to the deer and, and picked him up and there wasn't no ground shrinkage with this boy, I can tell you that. Tyler, I know you're itching to ask something, dude. I haven't heard you in a while. Where's Tyler? You fall asleep? He might have fall asleep. I could have sworn I heard a snore. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> it's been a long week. But if he fell asleep, that's fucking hilarious. That would be hilarious. But, uh, yeah, man, so you grabbed him, you're walking up on him, you hold him up, he's bigger than you thought he was. Now what's going through your head, dude? As soon as I picked him up and, I, and then I saw the, it'd be the left side, his, his left side with the stickers and stuff on it and the mass, the sheer mass of him, I was just, oh, my, definitely my most massive buck, and I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, dude. Just to put hands on him was Unreal, and especially you when that's your biggest. That, that's your biggest masked buck. Yeah, yeah, by far. Yeah, you know, he's really? carrying. Yeah, he's carrying. You know, he's almost seven inches at the bases, and he carries six to six and a half the whole way up those beans. That's crazy. So, I don't think you'd have broke him off fighting. Let's just say that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! That's that's wicked. So, for people listening, tell explain the buck, man. Like how many points he had? What did he end up scoring? Uh, so, man, I can't really remember the points. He's a big mainframe 10, and he's got a split brow on his right side. And on his left side, he's got a kicker at the base. 
and then he's got those two big big stickers off that G3. Yeah, so freak buck, dude. Freak buck. And his, uh, of course, he just did it half drunk here in the garage, you know, but he, uh, we rough grossed him at 181. Yeah, I believe it, man. He's a straight stud. He is a, he was definitely big enough. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Nate, that, that's, a, that's a burden off your shoulders, man. That's how I felt when I shot that, that Kentucky buck. It was just like, if I don't be shooting an Indiana buck, I'm not even that worried about it now. You know what I'm saying? I put I put one buck on the down. It's just a it's a big relief. Yeah. It's with just with everything this year, you know, it's everybody hyping you up. You you hyping yourself up, uh, then adding the self-filming, which I've never done on top of it. Way um, harder. Makes it yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'd say two times harder, but it's pretty fucking close to oh, two yeah. times harder. Oh, absolutely. It, it, and not, and not that it's – it is. It is – I would say it is twice as hard. Um, I would, too, yeah. More gear, more gear with you every time in the tree. And the first time yeah. I ever saw the camera arm, dude, I was like, this ain't no joke. Like, just trying to get this thing level and ready to go is like – Davis kind of a pain in the butt. It's like, is, dude. Hats off Thanks. to all these guys that self-film and get it done because this is this – is, this is not easy. Yeah, dude, like me, I'm going like – Kentucky backpacking in a mile, like, dude, like, you, if I put my stand and my backpack on, I'm like, all right, this ain't that bad. And you add that just little bit of camera gear, it's like, fuck, bro. It's just that I don't know what how many pounds, 10, 15 pounds or whatever, five pounds. It's a lot. It's a difference for sure. Yeah, and then you're throwing in your Tacticam, your GoPro, you know, trying to get different angles and stuff. It's that's a lot, dude. To just just even getting set up is a big deal. And then. And then, well, you know, I about a month or so ago, I had that big eight. You know, I had him. Mm-hmm. I was going back on him. I was ready to shoot him, but I looked over at the camera and you couldn't see him. So I was like, I guess I ain't going to shoot him. Yep. See, yep. that's the part, man. You just got to stay dedicated. Sometimes it's hard. Like that buck yeah. I shot last year, he came in the frame. And if I would have went to grab that camera, I would not have got a shot off him. So. Sometimes it it depends because this property is a little different than Kansas. Like I usually get one or two cracks at a buck a year on the right. my Indiana small twenty six acres. So you got to make the best of it. That's it. But yeah, man, it's just it's hard. And we kind of we got to talk about this for a second. This motherfucker Tyler is sleeping right now. Is he? He's got. Did, I, did you not hear that snore? Did you not hear that snore uh, like five minutes ago? I don't think so. Maybe he did. did. I, swear, I swear I heard a. Just like that, <laughs> swear to God, dude. You have to go back and listen. I think that would be hilarious. But he's had a long couple of days too. He did. He did, man. He Tyler actually shot a buck too. So uh, us three, we 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 all got a buck to tag out. So it's pretty fucking awesome, man. Dude, I'm I'm so stoked, dude. When when I got that phone call from Tyler, I'm like, yes, like things are finally like the ball's rolling here. You know, it's like yeah, he we needed it. He needed yeah. a buck more. He was to, get to tag and dude, come on, like it's gonna happen. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, dude, I'm pretty stoked. So how how'd you have to get him out? So you get there, you took a couple pictures, you guys are enjoying it, get a little footage and all that, mm-hmm. and uh, so like, what you guys have to do to drag him out, or could you drive up close to him since you're in Kansas? Yeah, we ended up we we drug him out of there. Um, you know, it was, oh, shit. 
Well, it's actually so there's a pretty good, like I said, that mode path going in there. So we decided to, you know, drive up in there quite a ways. Um, because I was like, we're not gonna hurt nothing. You know, I've been trying to get a hold of these guys. It is their path that they have to drive on. It's not like I'm driving across this wheat field or something or driving across this pasture, you know, mowing the grass over, mowing trees over. So, you know, he had these nice paths. So we just, I was like, I have, before I ever stepped on the property, crossed all my T's and dotted my I's to make sure that there was a, you know, recorded phone calls with dispatch to know that I made every effort there to get a hold of the people to let them know what was going on. So I was like, this catches, gets me on a trail camera or whatever. Cool. Not a big deal. Like I said, I went through different. Make sure. I go to the hoose, man, especially when you're a big buck killer like you are. People are watching. Right, right. So, and you know what? If I get a trespassing for driving my truck on, you know, on your path that you have to drive trucks on, then I guess we'll go there. People traffic's ten times worse than a truck driving through there. Right. So it's like it wasn't a big deal. So we have we had like a hundred and fifty yard drag, so it wasn't bad. You know, I had a hold of oh, that's love. That ain't yeah. too bad at all. Yeah, he was a big body boy though. He he was thicker than a snicker. And he was, dude. And, and you know, I didn't want to cut the deer on the gas property, so I wanted to drag him out, guts and all, get him everything out of there so that way. Yo, he didn't have what's coming out on his property. That's what we do when we shoot a deer because we always shoot him at the bottom of the property. We drag him all the way to the very top and got him and throw the gut pile right there up closer to the house. Just like I don't want coyotes being down there and shit for one, you know. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. So yeah, then we got him loaded up and uh, got him home. Took some pictures that night. Um, drank quite a few beers and <laughs> kind of celebrated a little bit. So you had to, man. Yeah, that's and, uh, awesome, bro. You 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 got the ball rolling, and you definitely got it rolling, son. Because we're firing up now, son. Yeah, like I had uh, I had that rotation. We're gonna do a podcast here soon. Sorry, we've been late. We just all been busy, man. And I put two bucks down, or I put one buck down, and took my nephew and got a buck down in back to back sits and back to back days. So yeah. I think I'll do a, the podcast about mine. I'm gonna I talk about both of those. I oh think, yeah, just because. Yeah. My nephews will be a quicker story than my public land one will. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Like you said, back to back right there is like, dude, this is, this is cool. And then, you know, Tyler's dad killed browser. Yep. And then Tyler ends up killing. So it's, it's just been, it's been awesome, man. I was glad I was willing to broke the ice and like just got it going. Yeah. We put four bucks down because like the bloodline, we got our bloodline team and then the family is basically part of the bloodline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we talk to them all the time. They know exactly everything we're doing. Yeah. So we, put some, we, we put some bucks down, bro. We put four bucks down in one week for the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking, that's doing it. That is doing it for dang sure, man. And it's only going to get better. You know, my, my, both of my kids, uh, well, two of my kids, uh, still got tags. So, you know, they're going to put bucks on the ground here soon, too, I think. So, that'll be nice. I got an Indiana tag. Dylan's got an Indiana and a Kentucky tag. Corey's got a tag. Michael's got a tag. Angelo's got a tag. And Indiana's just getting fired up. Like, yep. I was thinking about calling the boss. I'm like, I'm coming in at 10 o'clock. Because two – one shooter for sure. My old man – the buck I named him, old man Jenkins, he came in at 9.30 this morning, 50 yards from the blonde. He's six-plus years old. And then a new buck that – I don't know. It might be a buck I have truck camera pictures of, but the one my nephew shot, I thought it was him because these bucks are identical twins. 
Wow. It's crazy, bro. Like, it looked like my, my nephew's butt came back from to life. Like, when I saw that picture, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what you said in the group. I'm like, what the heck? What's he doing up walking around? Like, was that picture old or what? Yeah, dude, it was, I don't know. They had to, I swear they had to have been brothers. Like, they're Oh, definitely some genetics. I think the one today might be a little bigger, though, because I, I got the camera low. It was a, I wanted to hang a camera there, but it was, it's not a good spot to hang it on trees. And I, it was after the hunt. So I hung it there, and it's low, and these deer are, like, walking head first for, right next to it. And he's looking away on it, and you're like, damn, he's pretty wide. He's like, it looks wider than his ears in that picture, at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I almost thought, I was like, I just thought the picture was old or something. I'm like, what the heck? And then you're like, no, that was taken today. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I got, how many do I got on there? I got four cell cams on mom and dad's, and I took one from Kentucky after I killed my bug. And they were going crazy today, all fucking day. Like, I'm at work. I'm like, God bless. That shooter goes by. I think four four or five bucks went through the property during daylight hours today. Dang, man. That's heating up for sure. Yeah, Indiana's just a little bit behind a lot of states. Like, PA's a little bit ahead of us. You're definitely ahead of us. And I think, like, probably this weekend, it's going to be fired up. Like, right now, it's getting fired up. Actually, like, this week, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of our bucks are already uh, locked down. Yeah, so, see, I think, I think maybe a couple, like, of your older bucks that know where to look for these does. Because you got to think, a lot of these does that they haven't been shot, these bucks are probably breeding the same doe. Oh, yeah. Back-to-back years, you know, because they know exactly where she's going to be for the most part. You know, when they're going to come into asterisk. Like, these old mature bucks, because I'm putting in that buck I called Old Man Jenkins, seven or eight years old. I just got another cell cam. Notification. I've gotten three since we've been doing this podcast. I haven't looked at him. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's who I really want to kill. He's not even a big scoring buck, but dude, his body's got to be giant. Oh, like yeah. That picture today, he's he's thick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely sure, I would say. But uh, all right, John. So, man, first cell film buck. Any other first for this one? Oh, yeah. First cell film, first on the bloodline. Uh, yeah. What else? Yeah. Have you killed very many? Okay, no, you killed a 200 inch buck out of a tree stand. So I'm not going to ask that dumbass question. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, dude, to wake Tyler up, we're going to have to, after this podcast, we're just going to have to call him. Maybe, yeah, maybe have his ringer on. This man definitely passed out because I, I bet my left nut I heard him snore once. Oh, probably. Taking a nap. That's hilarious. Dylan did it one time on a podcast, so he's not the first. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, the working class guys, the working class bow hunters, you like them a lot. I remember Doug. I think it was Doug fell asleep on one of them. Wow. It's just well, funny, man. Dude, when you're tired, you're tired. And I was talking and you were talking, so Tyler's mainly just sitting there listening. So our beautiful voices, it was a lullaby, son. Oh, yeah, man. We just put them right to sleep. Just put the baby to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, John, dude, fired up, bro. You definitely got the ball rolling. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, man. You know, I want to – I really want to say Cook's Fatal and GB Feeds was definitely a big factor to me killing that buck. Uh, I put some Cook's Fatal in there the day before actually I killed him. There's a little cedar tree kind of off to the side of my camera. And it's got a little overhanging branch, and it looks like they've been kind of pawing at it. So I put some doe esters in that in that uh, scrape right there, and 
bucks were hitting that sucker constantly. You could just see you could just see their heads off to the right as they came through because they were smelling that scrape and working it and then walking into the corn pile. Yeah. So that was definitely it's your first year ever doing that. First year using deer sense, right? Yep. Mock scrapes. Yep. Well, I've used deer sense in the past, but it's always been that Tink 69 on Walmart. It's been on the shelf for six years. So using yeah. something that's fresh is definitely a game changer. Yep. And they're fresh, man. And uh, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure. Nah, actually, I don't know that for sure. I'm not going to say that. But it's definitely fresh, and they're, they're, the way they do it, I talked to the owner of the company like when uh, I, I got part of it and started getting a discount and shouting them out and stuff. And I talked to him for 45 minutes. He explained his process and stuff, and he, he definitely do it. He's a great dude. He's small business. We're all about small business, and uh, he's quick. Like, what did you get? You're sent in one day? I think it was two days, yeah. I ordered, well, I ordered it uh... – like late afternoon, like four o'clock or something one day. And then it wasn't the next, it wasn't the next day, but the day after by noon, I had it. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yep. I get it in three days. We order it three days later here in Indiana and he's from Minnesota. So that's pretty fucking good. That's damn good. Damn, damn good fashion. Because I was thinking, man, I'm going to, I'm just going to order it. So I have it here for rut, but it was here like two weeks before rut. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Yep, and then Tyler, we'll get into that podcast another day, but he mm-hmm. killed his buck 100% because of Cook's Fail. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's awesome, man. They're great. That's just that's what I'm looking forward to in the future, man, is end up getting uh, to be partnership with some cool companies because we're not just going to partner up with some company just to partner up with them. We're going to support things that we like using. That's the only reason we want to be partnered up with you. If we actually like your product, we don't just want to be partnered up with the hunting product you know what i'm saying that's right if it works it works and if it doesn't we're going to tell you guys about it that hey we're not going to use this anymore because we just don't believe in it yep 100 percent, man so but it's going to be just bright man this is our first year i haven't even dropped youtube videos these youtube videos just take a while like we got right now as of now i got fuck you got your buck you got my buck kentucky buck got my nephew's buck and then our doe video yep so, we got four videos to drop. Going to be some good content coming out real soon. That's for sure. And that's just going to be a different side because everybody's used to us on social media. They're used to like a lot of people are listening to us on podcasts now. But uh, we're we're getting back in the YouTube game. I've been doing it for over ten years. I've had that same YouTube channel. I've had people like, "Why don't you start a new YouTube channel?" I was like, "Dude, I, I already had multiple hundreds of." subscribers when i was 15 years old i'm gonna keep the same channel it just shows you that i've had this passion my whole life for one you know yep and i'm hoping to talk him into it but i'm gonna meet up fingers crossed hopefully everything works out with lee ellis i'm gonna meet up with him here in person hopefully this week and i'm crossing my fingers and i'm gonna be able to do an in-person podcast with lee about this kansas trip that would be cool hey if you got any extra cooks fatal throw it his way son that man, I'm gonna throw him some merch too. Tell him to fucking throw it on that decoy. I know he's talking about using a decoy. Yeah, well, there ain't nothing better than putting some fresh scent on it. You you haven't been lucky enough to use some Cook's Fatal on a decoy, and that just makes it so much more realistic, dude. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, I bought the the dominant buck stick and everything. I'm gonna use it. Yep. Man. I'm the stick to- works good, dude. Stick works good. Yeah, we talked about that. I like rubbing it on the white, or if you you got big bucks out there, so it's even less but like they got the white on their face like everywhere it's white because that sticks white that's why i rub and sometimes i'll even do a couple streaks across their back 
Yeah. The old mature bucks have gray backs, a lot of them. Yep. Yep. Sure. Yep. Excited to try that out with the kids, you know, get the decoy out there and, and see what we can get done with that Cooks. I think it's going to be killer. Yep. Hopefully Lee gets on him, man. He's already, he's already killed four studs. So if he makes it a fifth, that's got to be one of the best years of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially bouncing around from state to state, just pretty much just door knocking, man. He's just going to. Yeah, it's not ranching. He's not ranching. Like, that's that's a big deal, man. Even if you're going on a ranch, you're going on these guided hunts, and you kill five studs, that's a big deal. But he's mm-hmm. not even doing that, you know. No, this is all, all him, dude. But, yeah, man, that's awesome. But, John, if you, you got anything else to, to talk about, we can talk about it real quick. But I know we want to do an Instagram Live, and it's 1030 yep. here. So. Let's get on with it, man. I think, uh, like I said, the only other factor to this deal was that GB feeds, that corn candy. I say it all the time, I believe in it because I do, because I've seen the results. And I think that these deer, you know, he found out that first night I put out, put that stuff out. And I, I 100% give that to the GB Feeds corn candy for damn sure, man. And it just got him on a feeding pattern and had him coming in. Yep. And then shout out to Greg. He's the, the owner of the company. He just shot a giant nine pointer. Yeah. Just the other day, man. Yep, so that's awesome, John Boy, dude. I appreciate it. Sorry for everybody listening. I know you're never supposed to miss a week on podcast, but, hey, we've been posting four or five days a couple weeks, so think yeah. about it like that. Oh, yeah. But, all right, John Boy, man, uh, let's wake Tyler up, I guess. Yeah, get let's call him up. Get him a call. Hopefully he, he has to say. Hopefully he wakes up because we're going to have to give him a lot of shit on Instagram Live. You bet we are. Go down that rabbit hole. Hundred percent. But I, everybody listening, I appreciate it. John the Kansas King does it once again because 181 inch. Yep. Right. Yes, sir. 181 gross. With a bow. So I mean, John's doing it. His, what's your top five, John? Your top five bucks. Gross. Uh, total inches. Roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, between my top five total, I think was 964 inches. Yeah, you're a sick fucking individual. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what I added up a few days ago was I know before this year it was like nine hundred and fifty something, but I think yeah, this one eighty one kicked out my one fifties. So yeah, he was yeah, John, I've, I've killed a lot of bucks, dude. I couldn't even tell you how many bucks I've shot. I've had to sit here and think it's well, 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 well over ten pride closer to 20 and i don't even know if i have that high with all my bucks combined <laughs> i swear to god dude i don't i that's, i want to say that awesome. i've been lucky but i have put a ton of work and thought everything into this and really it boils down to and i know tyler will vouch for you know you, you know the same damn thing it all comes comes down to having a support system you know, your wife supporting you, your girlfriend supporting you, your kids, even the bloodline, all of our brothers' yeah. bloodline lifting each other up all the time when we're down. Having that support, I think, is the number one thing to kill and deer. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely helps, man, 100%. Yeah, guys in your corner can explain things, ask for things. Like, you, you think one thing, and then me you know me i ain't afraid to tell you if i'm thinking something else and i'll let you know it so like, right. I'm like hey man you might want to try this and that's the cool thing about the bloodline man we got multiple different heads different years of hunting different experiences different things we're doing and you put that all together it's, it's a whole lot of good fucking knowledge 
That's right, man. Absolutely. It's all right, man. Let's do this. Yeah, let's get on live, right. man. People haven't seen us in a few weeks. They're missing our beautiful fucking faces. That's right, man. Let's do it, brother. Hi, brother. Everybody listening, thank you. John, congratulations, and uh, stay tuned. We got two more podcasts from the crew that we're going to post, and we got other people that we've talked to. So once Gavin stops being lazy and uh, gets on these podcasts, we're going to start pumping them out. I've just been busy, and I'm worn out, man. I'm getting old. I'm 28. Come on, man. I'm a a quarter way to death, son. I ain't making it to 100. (laughs) I won't either if it makes you feel any better. All right, brother. All right. I'll see you on live. All right, brother. Bye.